Thanks for joining us. The Lakeland Sports Guys with you on 9-11. Remembering the date. Don't ever forget. Never forget. I'm Tom Carroll, Chris Cox. We've got the coach, Stan Spivey, in the house. Coming to you from Howard's on Main in Uptown Greenwood. Glad to have you along with us. Some great games that took place Friday night in and around the Lakelands. We're going to run down some of those. We've also got some great college games that ended up happening. And uh, Carolina, Clemson fans, uh, both of you griping a little. So we'll, we'll rehash a little and see yeah. what happens. But um, uh, towards the end of both of those battle games, though, you got to be extremely happy with what ended up happening overall by the end of the game. So just the beginning of them, we can change those little aspects we'll we'll, we'll, we'll talk about we'll it coming up here in a few but uh, glad to have you with us howard's on main in uptown greenwood come by and see the good folks enjoy some of the great sandwiches as well also a quick reminder that the touchdown club meets tonight make sure to get on out there doors open at six o'clock at the main event and then uh, about 6 30 they'll start the serving and this time around well we're in the middle usually so it's, it's yeah. we'll see where we end up with the service well, but it's pork roast uh country fried steak Squash casserole, green beans, something else, and I think cherry cobbler. Something. Yep. Come so, on, and we sounds have, good. And we have an ACC official coming in to be our guest speaker, so y'all get your get your rules cleared up. You got you any don't questions? One. He's my speaker tonight because I want he's I want him to he's the ACC guy. I'm on, I just like the network. I just but he's the ACC. He's gonna be our spokesman tonight, Sans Spivey. Because I know you got questions for him. I got one. Because the one I do like is one that I would ask also about because we've seen it too much. And it's being called half the time, and it's not. <laughs> so, and that's the interpretation of how the white hat sees it, I guess, huh? That's true. Well, we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> from, and it varies from league to league. That's that, the thing. That, that, there's no alliance, or supposedly there's no alliance from an official toward any team in any league, and it doesn't matter if he's an official out of North Carolina and he's calling an SEC game, he's not supposed to be partial, but. That's it happens. All I'm say. It happens. But don't they have the SEC? And they got they, they got, got the logos right, on. Right, they've got officials that call those games. But when you get these cross games where you have an SEC mm-hmm. team playing an ACC team or some belt team or something like that, then I don't know how they decide which group comes in. But it used to be like the ranked teams. It's supposed to be fair. It's supposed to be fair and impartial. But. You know, Furman, Carolina, if Carolina's right, Furman's officials will be the one they use in the yeah. game. But it doesn't always happen that way. <laughs> but I didn't notice the patches this weekend yeah. because a lot of the, you know, interleague play is what we'll call yeah. it when you get conference against conference. Um, and, and so far, not only has the Pac-12 been pretty good in, in playing this year. No, they were perfect again this weekend. Their they? officials are also pretty pretty good, too. I'll just leave it at that because they when they get together, it's conclusive. We're not going to go over here and talk to this guy. This fellow saw something different. They bring them together, and they get it out early. Still not happy with college. Definitely not happy with NFL after what we saw in XFL and USFL. The speedy of replays, nope, we're back to it in the NFL. So, Dean Blandino and the rest of the guys have got to do better. So, we, we're in high school now, buddy. Let's talk. <laughs> All right. We're going to do high school first. We'll, we'll do high school, and then we'll get to uh, the main segment, and yeah. did they earn their money. Yeah. Uh, we'll have that coming up right there before we start talking about some of the college games that happened. So, let's start with the high school. Some big ones, none bigger probably than, uh, well, there were three of them, really, that were really good games. You look at Emerald and Saluda, Greenwood and, and North Augusta got good towards the uh, third into the third quarter. Um, and Westside and Abbeville started out fairly well, and that was probably – where everybody was. I mean, the, the pa- stands were packed on yeah. both sides. Yeah. 
Yeah, if you wrote, was, somebody said you had a road by, and you they almost had the road blocked. If you were turning in to go to the game, if you weren't, they were letting you get over in the grass to get yeah. by those people turning in. So, it was, and you knew it'd be a big crowd. Yeah, and it was. I mean, that was down right. from my understanding. Yeah. So, and, and I did here at the doctor's office this morning. Of course, I was sitting there in the weight room, and you know, you got you know you, your appointments at one o'clock. Well, it's going to be one thirty before you see. So you got plenty of time to listen to other people because they're sitting there for the same reason. And there was two guys from Abbeville. Uh, sitting right there, and the one guy says, I just don't know why we playing these 4A schools. I don't know what Coach Nichols was thinking. We don't need to be playing them 4A schools. And the other guy says, and, yeah, and we played a 3A school just a, a week or two ago. We don't need – no – I'm just. I didn't. I didn't say a word. I just sat there and said. I said, "There you go. We we've worked for however long to get Coach Nichols to play somebody in the preseason when it don't count for nothing, um, and he's finally playing some people. Okay, maybe you're getting beat. Maybe that's what you don't like about it. But I guarantee you, Coach Nick would tell you that the team got better after that game Friday night. They were better because yeah, of it. Better because of it. That's right. I think they won their state last year because of their 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 non conference difficult schedule. Yeah, and I think you look at that Oceanside they yeah. beat. There you go. That but, that transcended into them winning that state. I think playing the the schedule they played, they'll be there again. But like I said, two A is different this year. It's going to be a dog in two A football. Going to be fun, a lot of parity all the yep. way around. But Abbeville Falls, 48-13 to 13 in that one. And um, this is one really where Abbeville, you know, they jumped out early and ended up scoring, but then Westside came right back. They had no answer for for Cutter Woods whatsoever. And and there's a lot of people that don't have an answer for Cutter Woods. I'm hoping that we will uh, again this year when our turn comes uh, to play those guys. But for the most part, when you, when you look at, at Abbeville, and how they've been able to, um, you know, take some some of the teams that are are bigger than they are and use their speed to their advantage. Westside didn't have that. Westside was just as fast as they were, yet a little bit bigger. Give Give Brian Lane a year or two at Westside. He's going to start. You're going to see some bigger guys there. I don't know where he, he's going to start doing like Coach Liner and searching the hallways and stuff at Westside and doing it that way. But I mean. Cutter Woods is good. Let's just call it what it is. I mean, and not only that, you are playing a little bit a step up. And, I mean, but there were a lot of people that felt like Abbeville would win that game. And yeah. that's how you got to think when you're playing uh, the dog. If, if they wasn't going to win it, at least it was going to be more competitive than the score showed. So, yeah. uh, But um, in Abbeville's defense, I guess you could use it. Uh, how many two-way players do Westside have? You know, probably none. Mm-hmm. How many two-way players does Abbeville got? Oh, and, and those are your, your guys that are lining up in that defensive backfield as corners and safeties that are having to cover these big, fast guys that are coming out of there from west side. So. All in all, I was happy with the score. And I'm not going to say I, won't, I I would take it if when we play him in a couple of weeks. But like I said, I told you the answer to Cutter Woods, man. It's called off. I live in the country, man. That'd get rid of any mosquito you got a pest that you got at you. So we might want to walk on the field well, and just spray a shoe or something. Let's see. It wasn't just Cutter. Now, Cutter was 16 to 20 for, what, 246 yards, yeah. something mm-hmm. of that nature. He also had three TDs to go along with it. Josh Williams was his main target, as usual, five catches, 164 yards. A couple of those touchdowns went his way. But the big difference maker in all of this was the fact that Westside still still has a running game. You know, we thought when Puckett left that they wouldn't have near as good a running game. Well, they got this guy named uh, Sherrod Richardson. 
eight carries, 150-plus yards, a couple of touchdowns to go along with it. So they're a very well-balanced team that's out there. And Brian Lane has done a great job in what he's been able to do. Now they've got a win uh, against the top-five team in T.L. Hanna, and they've got this win against Appyville. I mean, to me, I would be very ecstatic about the T.L. Hanna win. But, I, I mean, I mean, we've, know, we've known Brian Lane for how long now, the different teams he's coached. Mm-hmm. I mean, he, he's a guy that's going to have – they're going to be physical – team you know under coach early you know the last couple of years that was one thing they really didn't have they weren't that really that physical hit you in the mouth type team they just wanted to beat you with the finesse and the the highlight reel stuff like pucket like cutter and they had two touchdowns dropped in that game by the way mm-hmm. i saw it and on abbeville had what two t- yeah, call back they so. did so all in all, great game. I mean, if you're an Abbeville fan, man, you got to be ecstatic with it. I talked to my buddy, that, you know, the, the gentleman that came into the booth with us at, during Jamboree, and he was like, it's okay when you lose to a lot better football team, and I see we lost to a lot yeah. better football yeah. team. So, It's true. And then, you know, they suffered the turnover bug just like any other team would at particular times. And, I mean, it just came back and you couldn't recover from it. I mean, bad snaps. They had a block punt, I think, that was there that got recovered in the end zone for a touchdown. And um, you know, the big thing was not being able to get the defense off the field on third down. Westside was 5 of 7 on third downs, whereas Amityville was 3 of 10. I kind of felt that pain, too, this week. Yeah. But anyway, another thing you look at like that is you also got to think about Abbeville's not that team that can get behind. Because they don't throw the ball. They run the football. That's why I say in order to win that game, they and they did kind of strike early, a little Cobra thing and strike early, but they're not a throwing football team. So anytime you get behind two touchdowns, it's tough. Mm-hmm. Now, they did show they could throw the ball in the two previous games that they had the cardiac comeback cats and everything that they are over at Abbeville, and, and they showed that they can do it. But when, you're, when your majority team is running the ball, you give it to Norman and you let him go for two or three hundred. That's true. Carson Norman, he did well, uh, I thought, uh, looking at the stat line, 15 carries, 141 yards to go along with it. So, um, Makes me positive about I mean, possibly tank. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What a tank Mike can do. Let's see what happens up there, yeah. And I, I'm anxious to see what happens with Crescent. Crescent's going to be another one of those big teams that uh, has caused problems in the past. Are they as good as they were, what, two or three years ago? Well, maybe three or four years ago, I guess, is how long you got to go back. Yeah. When their offensive line – remember, their offensive line looked huge back then. And I'm I'm sure the way they're going right now when you look at Crescent, I think they've only lost one of the They're playing three. well, yeah. Yeah, so. yeah. That coach is instilling – it's almost like it was two or three years ago when you had – Big boys on the line, and, and but they had the one quarterback, what, two years ago that ended up going to – he went to Walford and then he went on into somewhere like Gardner or Webb or something. Mm-hmm. But they're playing well, and I think you're right. I think they only have one loss maybe. So, interesting game with Iowa High School, as I call Should it. Should be fun. Uh, Greenwood Christian had a big game this weekend, and let me tell you, it, it was all that Greenwood Christian could do to uh, get the better part of Buford Academy. Remember, we've, we've been talking – even when Coach Jolly was there, he even said that Buford Academy is – the, the top of the oh, league um, that everybody is trying to, to climb and get to. And uh, Buford Academy, again, just came into victory field and, and walked away with the win there, 35-14 to 14 being the final. But, um, you know, I think Greenwood Christian did a good job of, of, at the beginning, of at least trying to stay with them before things got out of hand. This is a team that, like I said, uh, <clears throat> moving to chains had Buford Academy at the top of it from the get-go in the, in the skis and stuff. But, um, again, they're a team that draws from Buford High School, and now there's a new charter school. So now you got two more in there going to be drawing from Coach Lybrand. And really good team. And, like I said, that may be the closest game they played yet. They have been blowing everybody else out. And I was really impressed to see stat line on Max Preps, who I'm – I look at it every now and again because they like me up and say, hey, you got something from me, and I have to look at it and see to get it off. But um, 
backup quarterback. I think his name's Reed. Have you got stats? Um, I I know Cade Heaton, but um, I mean I know Reed had a touchdown pass, and yeah. then the running back had two. And it's getting newer players in the game late in the game, Tom. So they get valuable experience, even though they know that Cade can do what they need him to do. But they're getting that experience they need against a team. And and Sam as always says, "Now that game was here, right?" Yeah, yeah, a victory. That's a long ride, buddy. I, yeah, I go to Buford a lot. That's a good little ride on a bus. And and like I said, we were over there taking the peanuts on Thursday, and the JBs played over there on Thursday night. They were some big boys to be JB. I'm serious. They were some pretty good-sized cats for Buford Academy JB team. So it's going to get bigger. And you, you got to love Green Christian, though. New, new coaches, it doesn't matter who they bring in. They don't mind traveling and playing. So you know that they were happy to be at home, but they probably on the road next week. I don't, I haven't looked at it yet, but I haven't looked. I'll have to double check either. and see where they yeah. head. <laughs> they've but had anyway, a couple. They've had a couple home games. So yeah. anyway, Max Phelps got a good little thing on it. Uh, like I said, you go and you click your own Christian. It's easy to do one tap on the screen. Uh, it pulls it up, and it'll get, you'll see the two minutes and 17 seconds of the scoring, and then it'll give you the highlights, the player, the score, and everything else. And uh, like I said, that's how you can see Cade Heaton uh, and his 290 or whatever, 278, whatever he threw for, and uh, the touchdowns and stuff. And it's a pretty cool – and like I said, it takes you two minutes to find out about Greenwood, McCormick, anybody in the Lakeland, it's easy to do. All right, they got um, Patrick Henry Academy at Patrick Henry. So they're on the road. Another tough game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Another perennial. But they, they, you know, the, well, in the next two weeks, they got Thomas Sumter Academy on the 22nd. <laughs> That's a winnable game. Thomas Sumter just got absolutely demolished by Wilson Hall last Friday night. Yeah, so. that was – I remember that one in the state paper. They were like, what happened up there? But, yeah, Wilson Hall's back. They were doing what they were doing. So. Yeah, yeah, I mean, like I said, this team's good enough to beat a lot of teams in this game. I'm telling you. If I would, I wouldn't want to. If I was Dixie McCormick, or Charlotte, I wouldn't want these guys because, like I said, that offense is clicking right now over at Greenwood Christian. And their their goal is to outscore you, so <laughs> just keep that in mind. All right, uh, moving along. Where Shoals they take on West Oak. Um, you look at the West Oak Warriors, twenty nine twenty. Really, Where Shoals had to try to come back in this when they got down early. Um, I think at halftime it was, uh, what, a 14-point lead like for that, yeah. for West Oak at that point. But they had to come back and win. I think Coach Johnson, does, you know, he does a great job of motivating. He's, and that's what I'm seeing with our coaches here in the Lakelands now, too, is they make the adjustments at halftime to come out and, and do well. Um, you know, I, I, <laughs> I don't know what to say about where Shoals other than the fact that, you know, they never gave up. Justice Lomax, yeah. um, a couple of touchdowns on the ground to go along with it. Uh, had a touchdown reception as well from uh, Jaden Johnson, who we've seen being able to throw the ball in, in that new scheme that they're in. So, uh, you know, look look forward to what they've got coming up here in the future because they've got a tough test coming up this Friday night as well. Well, and I think this is a team that we all said back <clears throat> in preseason, this is – these boys are coming out to win, and they ran into a little bit of trouble early. If if they had to come out the way we expect them to come out every week, they may not have been down that 14. But to, once they get down double digits, it's going to be a little bit harder for them to come back. They just don't have the Jimmys and Joes to make that comeback and keep everybody fresh. Yeah, they're running uh, uh, teams. Yeah, and a, so. and a one-score a, a one loss, basically, is not a bad loss for them. I mean, these were teams that were blowing out where shows two years ago, you know. 
scoring 40 on them and where shows wasn't even hardly picking up a first down. Mm-hmm. Now they're putting points on the board. They're showing that they are ready to play. And uh, they, they got some they got some wonderful games ahead of them. They get better. Like I said, that, that game would, you know, we talk about a setback, but that game at 96 was a, that, it was a moral victory for them because yeah. that gets them yeah. off the side. They can play with 96. We can play with anybody. So. Yeah. And, and Lomax has continued to be their go-to horse. And, and they keep riding him, and he keeps putting points on the board. So keep him fed, Coach. Yep, exactly. Because I remember when Ware Shows wasn't scoring. Yeah, they were. You know, if you saw ten, ten, well, you wouldn't see. You'd see six or eight points on the board. You know, they scored a touchdown, two point conversion. But so I mean, it's good to see what they're doing over there. Is West Oak a one eighteen? No, no, West Oak's like a three A or four A. I was thinking they were in there with Abbeville. I, I was think. thinking they were in there with Abbeville. I mean, I can be wrong. No, I don't see them listed with Abbeville. No, it's it's three A or four A. I didn't think they were that big. Wow. Yeah, they're a big school, but their football program has just never <laughs> been there. But there's some of those Olympic sports you don't want to. Yeah, touch they're on. in Region One, three A with yeah, Daniel and Pendleton oh, okay. and Seneca. <laughs> Daniel, huh? Okay. So, all right. I just I had a feeling that I knew they weren't one A, but I just yeah. wanted to double yeah. check. Yeah, we sure all learned something. And see, and that's and there again. Here's where it shows a little 1A school playing a 3A school and playing them a tough ball game. Mm-hmm. That's, you know, that's moving forward. That's going to make your team better when you go up against the the Dixies and the Calhoun Falls and the where McCormick's and yep. uh, all They kept it going. Yep. Kept it going. They had, they had the fight in them. Yep. So they, it's not the size of the dog, but the fight in the dog, right? Especially if yep. you're Eagle Field, buddy, you better be ready to fight. <laughs> yep. Well, we had a huge fight, uh, as you could say, down there in Saluda. And I tell you what, it, it, it was that close with Saluda and Emerald. What a game it was. Nine to six, but poor Emerald. Um, you know, last three games that they played, you can count them on both <laughs> hands, the number of points that they've lost by. In three games. They, 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 Lady Luck has not been shining on them. It hasn't. And, and it's been some weird stuff, and, and we call it weird, but it's stuff that you, is not commonly seen. Mm-hmm. I mean. Yeah, from the goal you, line and yeah, the game, you, yeah. yeah you know, you, you get a safety. I mean. Uh, yeah, the punt going yeah. over and. Yeah. yeah, so, I mean, you know, it's. Uh, they don't quit, man. They're, they're not they, done. They don't, they and, and I don't, I'll, I'll be willing to bet you, salute. if you ask Saluda today, would they play them again Friday, they'll tell you no. Yeah, Stuart Young's going to be the first one. To, <laughs> yeah. But like I said, the game that impressed me the most they played yet, even though they lost the two overtime games, is Hampton. Because Hampton's yeah. blowing everybody out. Yeah. I mean, they blew Barnwell out. Like, and then poor old Blackville Hilder, they got hit the other night by this team. And I mean,. <sighs> Coach, you're going to get you one here in a minute, but yeah. I promise you're going to win you one. And when, when they get that first one, the yep. first one's going to lead to two. It will. Two's going to lead to three. They just so got to get that feel. They coming. That W. They coming. Yep, they are. We're not playing them, are we? <laughs> <laughs> Saluda had some good performances, but none probably better than Braden Williams. He ended up with, uh, what, 140 yards, 137 yards, something like yeah. that, um, to go along with it. And then Cody Scott uh, played really well. He threw – um, a connection with Carson Wright, seven yards out TD pass. And then uh, you also got to look at, at the fact that Saluda was about their, their main guy. Their main running back uh, tore his ligaments, uh, you know, the week before last week, and that being Kyrie Etheridge um, was out on the sidelines and moral support that was out there. So Saluda down probably their biggest offensive weapon that was there. But I don't think it would have mattered with Emerald. 
Well, like I said, I they found defense the, would have still stepped up. Yeah, they found a replacement for Jonah McCary. We didn't know who that'd be for us of the year, and now I hear another right on that team. So yeah. I, here we go again. <laughs> um, I think they're going to be fine. I, there again, that's going to be another team down toward the end. I mean, this level is going to be. I'm t- it may be the most exciting. We were saying three A, but it may be two A this yeah, year. It might be, but I like this game. This was a nine six game, very defensive. You're a defensive guy. I would have fell asleep, and <laughs> well, I wouldn't have fell asleep because it's lightning striking every second. But <laughs> but yeah, remember this game got started late too because yeah. of the lightning and everything that was yeah. going on. But um, yeah, I like. I, you know, we had a defensive game with Emerald or with Greenwood a couple weeks ago, and we had this one this time around. So uh, you know, if I get a chance to go back and see that game. I'll have to look back on Salute and now see if I can go back and see. Oh, you can get it, yeah. Or how do we there? <laughs> well, let's talk about the shootout that happened at J.W. Babb Stadium um, with homecoming going on, North Augusta coming into town. The Yellow Jackets uh, come away with a 49-40 to win. Um, and despite the best efforts for Greenwood to come back, it seemed like North Augusta had an answer to try to keep up and stay with us. Uh, we just came out a little slow. Um, when you look at what was happening in that first quarter and we weren't able to tackle and wrap up, um, a lot of arm tackling and grabbing and things of that nature instead of hitting and wrapping up. And, and uh, you know, Tristan Lewis, I thought, set the tone early. He ended up hitting uh, – uh, uh, a big touchdown pass there to start his first drive to go along with that. I think I think that was probably you know a, an opening statement that said, "Hey, come and get us." And they were up to the challenge. Tillman comes in for North Augusta, and he and the running back just ran shotgun everywhere. We could, we had no answer, particularly for the running back. Mike do. And like I said, it's his but, third straight game one hundred yards. So well, I mean, and two, uh, we've got to remember this is a, a young Greenwood team. We're still young in the season. Uh, this is the second game that we have seen some arm tackling. And I think these coachings are going to eliminate that. Tuesday's hit day, so uh, I imagine they'll be working on some tackling tomorrow. <laughs> second half got better their time. Like I said, I, I here's the take that I have from it. We're, you don't play many games. We, we talked about Sandy Creek. Yeah. Better team. Let's just call it what it is. And I'm not going to say that they're not much better, but for the first time in a while, I actually saw a Greenwood offensive line be outplayed, out physical is what we would call it. Um, we had no answer. Uh, you know, the two the two ends were getting back in there, that number 10 and the other guy, they were getting back there whenever they wanted. And, I mean, it's the first time I've seen that happen. But on the other hand, exactly what you've been waiting to see happen in the passing game for Greenwood, it happened. Yeah, we threw for over 200 yards. So. And that's what I'm saying. Yeah. So, you take the bad with the good. Uh, but that passing thing, now, now, like I said, I don't know if you've heard anything about Tristan. I hadn't seen anything on, on the Greenwood sites. If it was just a little nagging injury or whatever they had to come across the field. But let's hope he's 100% and be ready for But I'm happy now because I think Coach saw what he wanted to see. I know Coach Adams Dean saw what he wanted to see because I kept looking over at you when we were doing the game, and he's just like – he he just the excitement level he's got. I'm telling you, he's he, he's he grades a little more. <laughs> he's already a great headed dude. And he he graded a little bit more, but he loves what he's doing. He loves to see his team execute what he calls. Yeah. And so far, Stan, we're starting to see some really good play calls. I like him up in the booth, to be honest with you. Well, I except think, when the timekeeper's off. But. I I think when uh, when they go back <laughs> and look at this game, they're going to see that when we want to and we want to match the gas. We can match the gas, and the coaching staff, you can see every game, they're getting more and more comfortable with Tristan. They're getting – he's 
he's getting more and more comfortable with his wide receivers, and the coaches are calling plays. We're not just run left, we're on white anymore. It's, uh, hey, we can hit this guy down the scene for about 50 if we want to. Well, let's call the coach. And next thing you know, he's walking into the end zone with nobody around him. Um, what I was surprised and this by. Is, this is the second or third game that we've seen them start out the, the game. First, second down, hit a big play down the field. And uh, we, need, we need to use that as a confidence builder, but at the same time, we don't want the kids relying on it. We, they've got to understand, okay, yeah, we just hit a big play. That don't mean this team's a bad team. We're going to have to go out and play. Mm-hmm. I'm surprised that's by the tempo early in the year. Because if you see Coach Dean over there, he, if it's not moving 100 miles an hour, he's not satisfied. Get to the line, let's go. Get to the line, let's go. Get to the line, let's go. And I mean, and I wonder how good Greenwood would be if we did go hurry up that way instead of trying to milk the clock. Just go ahead and let's you know let's see how many plays we can run in a, in a game. In a game. And, yeah. and now you're talking my style of football now. You're talking about 800 yards passing. I'm all into this. <laughs> so, but anyway, and that's where we're progressing to, I believe. That's what we're going to need to do when we do play Greenville, Westside, and the rest of the guys. I think we still want to be who we are, and we know we got a man named Tank, and he, we're going to let him do what he does. He eats. And, and you got some other guys in there. But I'm like saying, I mean, I like to see the first or two series, as they call, their scripted mm-hmm. plays. And I love one of them. I'm not going to tell you how I know it, but anyway, one of them's called Argon. And I, you know I love the ducks and I love that up tempo, but um, that's the play you see with Jaden Adams sometimes. But how many times was it one on one coverage? Yeah, on both sides of the, on both end on both sides. Yeah. I was crazily that they weren't going to ble- uh, leak a linebacker out or safety out to cover Jaden or to cover Bryce well, Seymour. After he, after he t- scored that a touchdown, they did cover him <laughs> double team. But Duncan's going to be the guy across in that middle that you're going to start seeing. I'm telling you, that size is going to start taking over. Yeah. So that's the guy to look out for next. Should be fun. We'll have to follow along yep. and see. We'll uh, keep an eye on it. But uh, we go to T.L. Hanna this coming Friday night. That wing tee um, gives everybody trouble. Didn't seem to give Westside too much trouble. Westside just outscored them. So, uh, and they were able to run the ball on them. So it, it, we'll see how it turns out uh, with the uh, Yellow Jackets again. Two weeks in a row we get to take on the Yellow Jackets. Isn't that something? Yeah. <laughs> Hope we get the better part of this yellow jacket situation as it comes down. Did you get a chance to hear the Teal Hanna coach on the coaches show on the way over here? Mm-mm. Oh, he wasn't a happy camper. I mean, they had a really close game with Wren, and uh, he was not happy. <laughs> so he said, <laughs> "We have got some stuff we will have to start to execute, or we we're gonna get the brakes beat off every game we play." So they're they're gonna have a fun day today over in Anderson. So. <laughs> <laughs> we have a fun night Friday, we hope, over in Anderson. Yeah. I, hope. I hope we have a fun night. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, so that'll be a 7.30 game. We hope everybody comes on out uh, and supports the Eagles as they go up there and take on the Yellow Jackets. Um, moving on, uh, the Raiders of Lawrence, they had to go on the road for the first time this season, and they had to take on the Panthers of Chapman High School, and that was not a pleasant uh, travel uh, experience. 48-3 being the final in that one. Um, you know, 
Chapman won the coin toss. Lawrence came out on the first possession, drove down, ended up hitting a 36-yard field goal, and that was it. <laughs> so all of a sudden, Panthers just put the brakes on that offense and said, no more, not going to let you do anything. Um, you know, and, and uh, 245 yards later in rushing uh, to the Raiders, 120. They also had 247 yards passing to the Raiders, 36. I mean, that that is a solid 3A defense. That's yeah. uh, 400 yards, or do the math real quick. Is that 400? Would you say 280? Almost 400. Okay. It's like yeah. 390. I guess. I was well, just trying to make sure. enough to call it yeah. full. That's just, you know, we joke about it, but I just wonder how – Coach Smith, when, when Coach Liner left, and we know Coach Liner will play anybody anywhere, anytime, I said, the mantra is, he says, um, I wonder if he's the one that made the schedule out for Coach Smith. <laughs> if not, he's not going to be happy. I think they look at it every year, right? They go over it every year and re. Well, I think most of them are on a two year plan. Okay. So, so it should uh, be his plan then yeah. by yeah. now. So We'll see. But that's, that's a, a mystery to me with Lawrence, with the athletes that they have. And we know they've got them because we saw what. Coach Liner could do. He got them coming out. He got them playing. Uh, he beat Greenwood what, three out yeah, of the four years. I don't years know what's going on over there with Coach Smith. I I thought that, you know, and I felt like Chris left that program in a a whole lot better place than what he found it. Mm-hmm. Well, you took an offensive guy for a defensive guy, but, you know, Lawrence Academy is a pretty good team too. Yeah. So some of those kids may have gone there, but the one thing they haven't replaced is the quarterback yet. You know, they had the kid last year that was really good. And they don't seem to have that. It rolls the passing game this year like they've had in the past. So, but giving up seven touchdowns, five through the air, just, you know, defensive wise, they're hurting too. All you got to do is tell me Chapman, and I'm going to be okay. I don't want to play him either. So, (laughs) this is an offense there that you're going to see down the road too. And they're going to beat a lot of teams like this. Playoffs are going to be interesting this year. I'm telling you, the ones that you normally think Daniel Chapman, those are going to be there. Yeah. And with realignment, uh, you're going to see teams, particularly this. Starting to make their schedule out now, saying who do we not want to play and who aren't we going to play, and uh, we'll, we'll see where all that irons out in the springtime. But uh, now's the time when they're starting to get all that together. Used to be the centurions from Broome that yeah. nobody wanted to play. So you know, more people don't want to play the Raiders and less want to play Chapman Panthers. So we'll see. Um, Liberty, they come to Dixie, and uh, the Hornets taking on the uh, – uh, Blue Flames in this one, and the Hornets um, pretty much just did not have the firepower. The well, they power. did. They tried to come back. I mean, 48-34 was the final in this one, but they were down 21-7 at halftime to go along with it, which means the second half was just lights out. All offense, offense on both, <laughs> for both teams. I mean, it just, you know, yeah. all of a sudden, boom, there it was. But uh, Brandon Nash, uh, according to the stat line, 16 carries, 171 yards. He also had 38 through the air with two receptions and three TDs to go along with it. Austin Wilson, 17 um, rushes for 98 yards and two TDs. And uh, Tad Donald rushed for 31 yards, eight carries, and quarterback Stanton Johnson competed two of five for 38 yards, also rushed for 24 and six carries. So, um you know, Liberty is a really good football team, and, and then I think they've made the improvements that they needed to to challenge Abbeville um, when it comes around to region play. We'll see how that matches up. But uh, their defense, a little suspect, so we'll we'll see how that goes. And this is another one of those 1A schools playing a, a higher classification. Mm-hmm. And um, you hope that they could win it. 
but kind of in the back of your mind when Liberty got off the bus, oh, they got a lot more people than we got. So It helped, though, because like yeah. I said, they, you know, we were kind of hoping for Dixie. They were looking – because I think Abbeville is next for Liberty. I think that's who they play next is, is Abbeville. So, like I said, that's a good many points that the offense scored against a pretty, you know, pretty good team. Like I said, defense kind of let Liberty yeah. down at the end. But, like I said, it, their offense is up there. So, look out. I mean, like I said, this could be a team that gets Abbeville run in Liberty. Yeah. And uh, Dixie, they're going to go on the road. They're going to be at McCormick this coming Friday night. They get to open region play in the process of all of this, 730 uh, down there with the Chiefs. So, um, that, that may that, be the game of the be week. A good ball yeah. game. Yeah. That may be the game of the week. Yep. Well, I mean, like I said, McCormick's, they should have won against Fox Creek. They did beat uh, Thorne last week. Yeah. But, um, it could be, but, Stan, that's the game that Dixie might need because McCormick hadn't just come out and blown everybody away. I mean, they start out with Abbeville and Lincoln, and then now they, they, they beat a Thorne team that Callum Falls has beaten twice. So, mm-hmm. this is, if you're going to beat a team, you know, going to McCormick, I mean, that's your winnable game right there, Coach. Yeah. The thing, the thing with McCormick is, is they haven't really had a lot of time to install uh, or get to know each other for that yeah. matter because right. they, their new head football coach was hired, what, uh, in June? Yeah. So, uh, I mean, it, <laughs> he's got a lot to do in order to try to catch back up. Last year would have been better for him because he would have had the Durants and the rest of like that. But, like I said, I'm a little surprised at McCormick because Stevens is still a quarterback. I think this is his junior and senior year. So, he's been there. He knows that. Well, he knew the system that was there before. And I just – maybe I'd like to know how much tweaking he did to what they did offensively from what the new coaches are doing here, from what Coach Pratt did. Might be something I have to inquire about down that way toward McCormick. But uh, definitely be a winnable game for Dixie, though, I really think. And then uh, look at uh, what the Cats did. I give 96 a lot of credit here. Another shutout win for them. Good job for them. They beat Mid-Carolina coming away, winning uh, 21-0 mm-hmm. in this one. Um, and what can you say about Carver Davis? But he is the real deal. Uh, and, and even when you look at Bennett and, and what he had to say about Carver Davis is that, you know, this this guy is even keel. He's, he's always ready to go. Um, doesn't let anything really bother him. He, you know, if something does, he shakes it off and it's on to the next play. And he just came out and had a phenomenal game. You know, I, I love, you know, we talked about it the other day with KB in the game, and he goes over and wants on pumpkin and all the Your leadership, like Ty Patterson for Greenwood and then KB for Greenwood, that's leadership. You can't play because of an injury, but you're not going to put your thumb in your mouth and cry. He's going to go over and get Carver Davis ready, and this is only helping him for the future. Let's just call it what it is. And, I mean, I hope this week when you interview Coach Bennett, he's going to be to tell me to let your boy off the hook over there. My boy's ready to go. <laughs> but if not, I mean, you know, here we go. I mean, if he can't go, he can't play, then Carver Davis, we know he can now. Mm-hmm. And he knows he can. And that's key for 96. So we'll have to follow along and see. Uh, it should be a fun one. The yeah. Wildcats uh, go into a bye week this coming week. They're three and one as of right now. And if you go into your bye week and you're three happy. and one, you got to be real. Got to be real happy. Yep, got to be thrilled with all of that. <laughs> um, uh, we mentioned Westside and Abbeville, uh, and I think that's it, guys. Did we cover everybody? I think so. The Cannon Falls play, I didn't hear them, but I don't I think they no, were they off. were on a bye week. Okay, so they're so, yeah. yeah. So, so if you're Mitchell, you're going to get another week to, to yeah. get better. So we yeah. don't have to worry about him coming back. So just repeating the scores from Friday night, Abbeville loses to Westside 48-13. to It was Lawrence 3, Chapman 48. Liberty beat Dixie 48-34. to North Augusta over Greenwood 49-40. to Mid-Carolina gets shut out by 96-21-0. It was Saluda 9, Emerald 6. 
Ware Shoals 20, West Oak 29, and Buford Academy beat Greenwood Christian 35 to 14. So, covered everybody, right? You got them, man. Yep, you got them. <laughs> awesome. And Clyde got our meal right. <laughs> <laughs> so, it was a happy night all the way around Friday. It was a happy meal. We got it, a cookie. We did. I loved it. I loved it. <laughs> <laughs> Back here at Howard's on Main is where we're at. We invite you to come by, take part in some of the great food that they have here and some of the great entertainment as well. Thursday, Friday, and Saturday nights. Uh, best place to enjoy live entertainment is right here. They got Bad Weather States this Friday oh, night. Wow. So after the game, you might want to come here. Just uh, And you can join us. We don't mind whatsoever sharing the place. But this place is going to be rocking Friday night. It will. Our local guys, and man, like it's, I said, I had a chance to talk to Granger Smith, and he sent me some stuff like Austin's been doing. And support local talent, man. They they're here, and we're lucky in Greenwood to have the Howards, the Boons, the sports breaks uh, around where they can get out and they can they can show their talent, and then that keeps them in town. Mm-hmm. So if you're in town with a ball game, and you know we're out of town this week, but I mean if if you Emerald or wherever you are, man, come over here to Howards, have something to eat, and listen to these guys play. They're phenomenal. Should be a lot of fun, but and, and enjoy some of the great food uh, oh, yeah, that food, they have yeah. throughout lunch specials as goes on. Uh, matter of fact, I had the Reuben today, so uh, <laughs> I can I can vouch for that. Pretty doggone good sandwich to go along with. I like the fact you continue to change up. You know, you're not like me if it's money, it's cheeseburger, if it's cheesy, it's whatever. <laughs> I, I can't seem to break that that stride, so to speak. All right, so that leads us to our next question, and that is, who earned their money? Yeah. No we'll way. find out. Well, <laughs> I'm, <kidding. laughs> I'm gonna throw it over to the coach and uh, Stan Spivey. We're running for you. Who earned their money this week? All right, we'll 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 just start off with Clemson with uh, Chris's favorite team down there, the Gamecocks, with his favorite player, Spencer Rattler. Twenty five of twenty seven, three forty eight, and three touchdowns. Yeah, this week. He gives me that next week I'm gonna be doing a dance for you. <laughs> I'll do a dance for you can do it against Georgia. That's what uh, I wanna see. Do we think Leggett won his money? Leggett always has. He, yeah. he came he, up. He had a couple of big yep. catches, uh, deep balls down the field, and short stuff. So he might be key against Georgia too, could as be. return man. He, he so. uh, Jonah, do you feel like he's getting better at running back and earning his money? I'm gonna tell you why he does earn his money is he designed Thank his own you. t-shirts and he did his own thing. So yeah, whatever he does, he's earned his. Well, he got he, off his butt and does his own design for T-shirts, and he sells them and he makes some money off of it. So yeah, he's good. Well, and he he did a better job blocking. I think uh, he's learning the position. He's becoming a running back. You can tell he's getting a little more comfortable in that bigger body. Um, so he. I'm on the edge, then. Give me the other guy. Give me the other guy. I'm on the edge of the seat. Uh, <laughs> I'm rocking. Tonka Hemingway. I'm gonna sit back from it. Yeah, Tonka really didn't have that great of a game. I didn't think that. But what, you know, there yeah. again, I, to win this game, Tom, I, I, y'all know how I was about this game. If yeah. I'd have woke up Sunday and saw we lost, I wouldn't have been stunned. Yeah. Um, so, for the fact that they are making strides, the kid looked like Gassineau. He played better with the long hair and everything, with the mustache. and He had a pretty good game. I'm waiting on the guy, the receiver. Mm-hmm. Just the quarterback. I keep thinking of his name. Luke, Luke Dottie, Dottie, maybe? <laughs> that he, man. Now, now, he did have a 36-yard <laughs> touchdown catch. Uh, and he did play, get to play a couple of snaps at quarterback. That's what I'm saying. I was waiting for you to say it because, yeah. yeah. I'm going to finally funny. be on the one to say, yeah. I mean, Luke's finally playing, and yeah. he's a team player, and I like that. Yeah. All right, let's go on over here to Clemson. Uh, of course, we got to start out with Klubnik. Uh, 
I think okay, we all agree. Yeah, he had a rough start, but he wasn't the only one. It 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 was the whole team, yeah. and we've talked about that a little bit earlier. I can't but. say that he earned his money for this one. I mean, the second half, but you got to yeah, earn your money through the whole, the whole game. game. And he didn't play a lot in the second yeah. half, so that's the key uh, for me. I mean, I'm gonna give it to him. He had four touchdown passes. I I, yeah. I don't care who you play, and if you get yeah. four touchdown passes, I give him his money. Well, uh, Bo Collins, he, he, yeah, showed, he, he, I <laughs> wish, he showed finally that he could stretch the field. Yep. I think him and Williams both would deserve their money this week. Um, well, Shipley and the whole – well, the whole running back room, Shipley, Maffa, I think Thomas. anybody they put out there, probably if you look at it for the game, everybody was averaging six to eight yards a carry. Now, we are all in the real world, and we do understand that this was – Charleston Southern, and not a Duke or a FSU. Yeah. So, but but the offensive they, line they has always well. been able and, to yeah. make little holes for them here and there. So, and we did have a few snafus on the offensive line that you know I don't know if Klubnik would be patting all those guys <laughs> on the back today or not. But uh, gotta pay them more, buddy. You gotta pay them more. First quarter was just there. You go. All right. Uh, if you're Gary Riley, they're really quick, saying 42, 274 rushing, six and a half yards to carry, and three touchdowns. If you're Garrett Riley, you you got to establish that run. Yeah. And I think he'd be sad. I but, think he'd be happy. Yeah, with but it. as, as mm-hmm. looking at it in the, the big overview, though, do you want your offense running through Shipley? Well, he you did know, last that, year. And and, might as well do it again and, this year and, to set up the run. But that's setting up so. this precedent like we talked earlier. Uh, we're seeing a lot out of this team that we saw out of last year's team where it did not improve. You know, this is the wide receiving core did not improve over the season last year. The And we can't come up with the word for it. I don't want to call it slow, maybe uninspired. Starts. <laughs> That's like sedaisical, man. Yeah. The uh, business as usual starts. approach yeah. is it's not business. what no, you want coach, to come visit. You got to coach the first quarter the way you coach the fourth quarter. So uh, maybe, maybe we're going to have to put that on the coaching staff. Maybe the coaching staff I, didn't earn their money this week. I'll That's, give it to I'll, you. Let, let's take true. that money away I'll from the somebody I think else. you run through shipping. I'm going to tell you why. I told you I want to see him in the slot. We're going to start seeing that. They're going to start beating ACC teams, I'm going to tell you how. It's not going to be by the run. It's by Shipley having possibly 100 yards rushing and 90 yards receiving in the rounds, whatever yeah, be, else. Yeah, B-Rad's right, right here. I mean, what's your thoughts on the game, man? I know you were there. I saw your picture smiling. My feel re- <laughs> Hey, he sends me a text back, and he says, wait a minute. I'm just your reporter for the Lakeland Sport. I said, Phil reporter. He was like, where's the pass? But anyway, all in all, A or B, C, what you think? He B said minus. a B minus. B minus. And that's kind of about where we were with it. Uh, we uh, still some questions to be answered. And, and the biggest one that, that we all kind of agree is that Klubnik needs more playing time. He's got to play the game. His decision-making has got to be better. Uh, well, I knew why I asked B-Red that because Friday night I said, B-Red, we're going to go over-under with passing yards. I said 250. We knew in order for him to get 250, he had to play third quarter. This is the game, like you say. Now he needs snaps. So when you even when you play in George, uh, Charleston Southern, you got to get him snaps. But he had on what three fifteen mm-hmm. for it, the game. Yeah, I mean, you know, so it was All a right. rough start. Yep. All right, now let's jump down there to Coastal. Uh, Grayson McCall. You know, I know a lot of y'all may not have seen it. I went back and watched the replay. I felt like he earned the money. I'm uh, glad I saw he earned it. So. Yeah, Sam. 
you know, I feel bad for Sam because I think they were using Sam as a decoy a lot this game because Jackson State came out and said, we are not going to let 15 beat us. But still, Sam was the second leading receiver, receiver out of the group. Yeah. So, so, I mean, he still yeah, had a, he, a fairly good game despite money. being yeah. covered. Yeah, he earned his money. So, And then Ryans was disruptive, as always, on that line of scrimmage. Uh, the running back room down there is much like the running back room at Clemson. I mean, it's got some and, and they're not just put – they don't just have a starter. They got like three or four starters, and they're having to pass the ball around because all these guys are good. <laughs> About like the wide receivers, you got 12 you got to get the ball to in a game to keep everybody happy. So. Well, like I said, we expect Reese White and Beasley to be the guys. Brown had one carry for 77 yards. Yeah. He's the only running back that they had that had positive. You're talking about for a team. I like I like the team stuff. Forty five for one thirty one. I'd have stayed close to lost <laughs> if they didn't do any better than that. When you when you see Grayson McCall with ten carries for minus nine yards, and I know that's sacks. Yeah. I, I get the fact that that's sacks, but I'm still waiting on Baltazar to be the man for me. I mean, I need him. He's my fantasy coastal guy. But yeah, <laughs> after what after what Pickney did against UCLA, you're going to see that from most every. Sunbelt yeah. team. They know he's going to be the go-to receiver. So, I mean, all in all, like I said, Grayson McCall, 21 for 29. Great average. Almost, what, 75%? 268 of touchdowns, no picks. He just got he sacked. He his money. Yeah, money, yeah. Now, all the way money. around that, I think yeah. everybody on that yeah, yeah. on that field earned their money. Well, well they're, they're the only – well, out of the three teams that we kind of highlight every week, they're the only team to me that has come out and these – games ready to play motivated to play wanting to play wanting to win and wanting to win and coastal that's that's just their mantra i guess you could say but this is where clemson and carolina both have got to get to they've got to start games like coastal does coastal is coaching in the first quarter to win the ball game they're not waiting to the end of the game to try to win it they're they're starting with give me the ball let's go get some points put you away early Yeah. yeah But, but there again, it kind of goes to who the head coach is. He's like a former offensive coordinator at NC State. So, I mean, Dabble wasn't really a play caller. Now he's got a guy in there calling plays, but it's the same type deal. I mean, the permanent team, I'm telling you, you better look for them in the end. They're not going to score a lot of points, but their defense will beat you. But, yeah, so, so far – out of your money segments, you've got pretty much what we thought we would have. Yeah, I mean, yeah. now, like I said, if Rattler goes out there, we know Georgia's going to blitz. We know that's going to happen. Yeah. And I think that may actually help Carolina if they well, do. If You know, he, we, we saw they gave up nine sacks against North Carolina. And if Beamer had a kick, Phil had a, instead of going for field goals or going for it, had to kick the field goals, I mean, you would have had a one score possibly a, game i mean uh if he can do that maybe we got a chance to win it keep it close and win it late with a big field goal that would be huge i think of all quarterbacks though this week i gotta give it to quinn ewers i don't like the guy at texas but he's he's your well, money his, his offensive line and his defensive he's line really just whipped alabama's offensive and, defense and that's where i was going with i mean you don't I mean, how many times you see that happen makes, in Alabama? yeah and everybody <laughs> makes a big deal out of this loss Yes. And, I mean, it was Alabama at home, but it was still just a 10-point loss. It wasn't like they blew them out by 60. I mean, there's still stuff that Saban's going to go back, and I would hate to be the team that's the next team that comes into Tuscaloosa. 
Hang on a minute. Because he's going to be ready to go. All I'm going to say is, you know, you got a new quarterback in Tommy Reese, and you brought your quarterback yeah. with you. It's time to play Buckner. We saw him play in the AC- yeah. oh, We saw him play yeah. ACC teams last year at Notre Dame. It's time to play him now because the little Mill Row or Mill Run, whatever his name is, I don't think that's the way. I really don't. If you can't run the football with him at quarterback, you got to have somebody that can throw the ball. Well, he's not, and he's not accurate. No, and that's what I'm saying. I think it's time you you know you've lost that game that Saban's yeah. not used to using. Yeah. As Stan likes to allude to, that's, he's already shown us what do you call it the poker card. Yeah, he's already showed it. You already got that out there. So why not bring this other kid in there? He's six three, six four, and a and much like Sam Hartman, he's a thrower. So I mean, I look for Tommy Reese and Saban to get together and say, hey, let's give him a try at practice this week. Now, and this and this is one thing too we've got to look at. Um, this year we're still in the old playoff segment. Yep. So this loss really don't hurt. It don't. This don't affect Alabama. Mm-hmm. They can still win the SEC regular season, win the champion, the playoff games, and be a national champion. Now, when we go to twelve teams, this loss could hurt you. But right now, it's it's not hurting you much, as opposed to Clemson who their loss is coming against the ACC school, they can't afford another ACC loss because they got one if they expect them to win and even get into the playoffs. A little surprised by what – how surprised you all with the, the rankings and all? With the Clemson uh, – No, I'm talking about Clemson with Alabama staying no. up around that top spot. No, they're not. Uh, Alabama's falling down to 11, down I think. Oh, I was thinking they stayed around yeah, Clemson, five. No. Clemson okay. fell out of it. They're, they what were a, 25, but now they're yeah, with a win. 50 you know, point with win. With a win, they they fell out. So I'm well, trying to find who they're playing next week. Bama, that is. But we'll talk <laughs> uh, about that on Thursday. Well, there's a team uh, about 20 minutes kind of north of here that went all the way up to northwest Georgia, up to Rome, Georgia, to Barron Stadium to take on Shorter. And uh, – if you follow our, our Facebook page, you saw that uh, I was posting the quarterly updates that were up there. And they stayed with them for the most part up until like the last three minutes of the second quarter. And then what? Shorter got a, an extra touchdown out of all of that, uh, ended up taking a, a two-score two lead to go along with it. They finally come up with a 28-7 win, but they shut Erskine down in the second half. Well, and the thing about it, Erskine scored first Yeah, on a run play. They listen. That, that they listen. Coach boys listen. We just got to get a, <laughs> got to get. A, now I guess we're going to start looking at the defensive side of the ball, Chris. Yeah, but uh, Janelle Sam or Jalen Samuels had a big night, fifty-four yards on the ground, six yards per carry. Uh, Rashad Lucky had thirty-one yards uh, rushing, a touchdown to go along with that. Uh, that was in the opening quarter that he had that one that you mentioned. And Greg Bender, um, hundred eight yards through the air uh, in passing. He had a uh, what one hundred ninety-seven. Yeah, he had a good game. So, I mean, he, had a, he yeah. had a good yeah. game. But that's what you expect when he comes back. I mean, that's what I expect from him yeah. all the time. So, you know, overall, it's more evenly balanced than it has been in the past. You just yeah. – uh, all of a sudden, not the adjustments aren't coming in the second half. So, we've got we to gotta turn that around. But, total, you know, Shorter had 372 yards to Erskine's 224. Um, penalties uh, hurt Shorter more than they hurt Erskine. Um you know, five penalties for 27 yards for the fleet, whereas Shorter had seven for 60 to go along with it. But, again, third downs, 
not being able <laughs> to, convert. to convert, you know, you're six of 15, that's, that number's got to get higher. You're not going to win until you are. Yeah, you're not going to. Last year's game that they beat, wasn't it shorter who they beat? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what they did. They executed fourth down, third down, even fourth downs. I think they were 100% against shorter last year. They were two for two. Uh, but all in all, I mean, from what we've seen so far this year, I mean, that's probably one of their better games played as far as starting out. So keep putting it together, Coach Boyd, and it'll turn around eventually. You just got to get that team that you got to play that team at the right time that you can beat. Yeah. Um, and we got to talk about the uh, the Georgia Bulldogs. Let's just mention, because <laughs> I, I took ribbings that we're not mentioning the Georgia Bulldogs uh, near enough, but 45 to 3, big win over Ball State, uh, of all things. Uh, but here again. Much like Clemson started the game off unimpressive or uninspired. Uninspired. It was awful I mean, first quarter. I quit watching the was, first quarter. I mean, and you know, are you looking to next week's side? Who knows? But I hope so. Coach, if you're the two time defending national champion, you don't start games off like that. I don't care who you're playing. This game should have been a blowout in the first quarter. Yeah. Not between the hedges. I'm sorry. I mean, <laughs> it did it did happen in the second quarter, but why didn't it happen in the first quarter? Yeah. Now the defense was there in the first quarter. The yeah, offense the just offense. was the one well, that was struggling. There again, I mean Carson Beck, he had to play more than he you know, than they probably wanted him to play, but Gunnar Stockson got his first touchdown pass, so he actually had a better game than than the other kid did that we watch it. Raver. Yeah, Beck here, what, 283 passing yeah. yards, two touchdowns, had an interception to go along with that. He was 23 of 30 in the passing attempts. Um, You're still I'm playing just, a cupcake. I'm, I don't, I'm you know. just wondering what this game would have been like if the SEC had let Georgia play Oklahoma. It was originally an Oklahoma-scheduled yeah, game, but due to the fact that Oklahoma's coming into the league next year, the SEC said, kindly, please don't play that game. <laughs> and... So they had to go out and find somebody, and they went out and found a ball state, which is great for Kirby. But uh, now we all know Oklahoma may not be a top-tier team like they were, but they're going to have some some men on that team that could give some of the men on Georgia's team a run for the mm-hmm. money. So uh, you can't be starting slow, Coach. Okay. I hate it. Uh and, and the yeah. running game has gone to got improve. They improved, are mediocre. Yeah. And, that, and that's hard Ending to the say. Ending the day with only 99 yards. And that's hard to say against a Georgia team that historically, how many running backs have come out of Georgia that have gone on to great careers in the NFL and just smack run over people? And, I, I mean, this goes way back in time. This isn't just a, a – Flash in the pan, one one running back here. No, this is every year. They've got the dudes back there. This year, I don't know if it's the offensive line. I don't, and it may be Chris's good buddy down there that's calling the plays. That might be what's the problem with it, Chris. You need to call your buddy Bobo and straighten him out. Now see, we just talked about the reason that we don't talk a lot about Bozo and, and Mushchump as it is, and now you done got me into that category again. <laughs> You know, I, it's it's Georgia, it's Kirby. I, I will still say, I'm not. I, you know, I gave it to him. I gave you national championship under Kirby Smart, but you didn't win the SEC, and I don't think you should play for a championship if you don't win your conference. 
that's my take on yeah. this. And so Georgia next week, we'll talk about. All right. Well, I'm anxious to see who's going to be covering Leggett. Is it going to be Tyke Smith or Malachi Starks? It's going to be Starks. I, I, would, so I would almost bet you it would be Malachi Starks because that kid just – he wants the number one guy. And that's what you yeah. want if you're a defensive yeah. guy. You know, Muschamp don't have a lot of sensibilities in his head, but he at least knows that if a player says, I want that guy, to give it to him. Mm. Go get him. Enjoy it. But you better not mess it up. So. Yeah. <laughs> Yep, you better not mess it up. Better not mess it up. All and right. McIntosh is still running back down there. I mean, you know, Melton McKenzie Melton went on to the. He's actually in. He actually went to the pros. I'm a little surprised, but McIntosh is there. I just wonder, like you're talking about, Stan. They lost a lot of linemen on both sides of the ball to the NFL. I mean, Georgia, when you put in eight offensive linemen and you put in. I think I think I counted twelve yesterday in the NFL games with Clay Walker and some of the other guys, or Quay Walker, excuse me, and the other guys. I mean, that's a lot to lose to the NFL to just jump right picking and replace. I know and, you and just then, go pick what then, you want. And then but. you look at it and you say, okay, well Georgia did have a lot to replace. They did. And so communication issues, learning the playbook, all that comes into play. But you've played two cupcakes. <laughs> well, the schedule so, is so, the whole schedule is a cupcake. Yeah, no, well, We'll, we'll, so I wasn't going to say that, but anyway. Say that, but, <laughs> Agreed. I'll but agree with Tom Carroll. I'll agree with you. Uh, this week, they're going to come up. That offensive line had better, had, uh, you know, better get ready because they're going to be facing somebody other than a ball state. Like I said, I, that I, defensive backfield better be ready because Carolina's got more than one receiver. That's why I think they lost that the other night. I mean, you know, North Carolina was a, a loss yeah. nonetheless, but it wasn't. Yeah. A, it wasn't a cupcake that we played. We got right. beat by a good North Carolina team. Yeah. So. And it'll be their first big game. I mean, their yeah. first game that they're going to have to come out. Yeah. All right. More on that come Thursday. Thursday. Yeah, <laughs> we'll get it. <laughs> to get to it. But I appreciate you talking about it since people say we don't. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, also, the Blue Hose. I was told that we need oh, to mention yeah. Presbyterian a little bit, oh, particularly they, since they. They, they, they came out and absolutely throttled Virginia Lynchburg. 48-17 being the final in this. Get this, 534 total yards of offense, 307 through the air, 227 on the ground. But they held Lynchburg to minus eight rushing and only 180 through the air to go along with You don't it. always see well, that. Well, a, a lot of those Virginia teams had bad Saturdays. About like <laughs> South Carolina did last week, we had a bad Saturday. Uh, Virginia had the bad oh, Saturday this week. Yeah, James I Madison mean, with Virginia had a getting number. beat. Uh, you know, it, it just did Vontech win? I don't. I'll have to go back and look. Uh, they were playing in the. They played. Um, they had one, one of the five, long. They had one in five hour rain delays. delays so. But I mean, they, you know, you look at the Blue Hose and what they were able to do. Tyler Wesley, um, you know, only a sophomore comes in. 307 yards of total offense for him, 240 through the air, 67 on the ground, responded to four touchdowns, uh, six plays that went for 20 yards or more to go along with it. I mean, he, he as a, you know, the general for this team, just totally dominated from the get-go. Uh, PC only punted three times, um, you know, behind 26 first downs and 534 yards altogether. So. If you're the head coach, you're happy. You're, I, oh, I don't care who little. you play. Because you know if you can do it against them at Bailey, you can. Bailey Field's a great place to watch a game. Great, great if you place. don't get to Columbia, you can't get to to. Uh, if you're not lucky to be B Rad and, and stands probably to coach, and and you can't go to your teams, man, go to Bailey Field, man. It's a, it's a cheaper ticket price and good football and good yeah. tailgate, by the way. Good tailgate, a lot of fun to tailgate out there. Yeah. 
Um, but it, it's going to be more of a challenge this week, a renewed rivalry, and I'm looking forward to kind of previewing this game coming up on Thursday. But uh, they go on the road. They get to go on to take on the Terriers of Wofford College. Wow on Saturday. So this should be a fun one, renewing an old rivalry between Presbyterian and Wofford back when they were Division I. Um, you know, this is a Palmetto State neighborhood rivalry, more yeah. or less. I've been looking forward because, like I said, I, I've been impressed with Sean Watson since he took back over at Wofford. I mean, they played Pittsburgh really well. If you if you didn't see, go back and watch it on ACC Network. They played Pittsburgh, and they, they actually win the game until the fourth quarter. Narduzzi had to turn it on them, but could be a great game. Yeah, looking to end a seven-game losing streak to the Terriers. Ooh. We'll see if uh, Blue Host can pull that one out. And I know there's a lot of Blue Host fans in and around uh, the Lakelands area that are hoping so as well. I think that new AD is doing something too. <laughs> Wofford fans yeah, to go too. along with it. Yep. Um, so that's what I've got for football. Let's talk a little bit here uh, for a second about um, uh, what's going on with some of the other things. Uh, sports that are happening over at Lander because Lander doesn't have a football team, but they got a pretty doggone good volleyball team that went up to Alaska. Um, I want to call it my home state. They ended up <laughs> being three and one against the University of Alaska at Fairbanks, and uh, that, that for them that is a huge win uh, all the way around. They trailed what ten or twelve ten. Uh, in the first set, and then come back and end up winning it in four sets. I mean, that's huge. And and that's a nice little trip to take. When you go on to school in South Carolina and it's August and September. Oh, the high up there was 58 yeah. degrees, folks. I, I mean, mean, had to be loving it. Had to <laughs> it be was, loving it. It was, it was nice weather all the way around, right in the heart of their middle of their summer to go along with it. But, um, you know, overall, to come back from Alaska with that, now you've got a lot of motivation getting ready f- for uh, Peach Belt play later on in the month. Let me say something about the rugby team because Grant's one of our good guys, McCaslin. He's been on the show a couple times. But like I said, they went to Atlanta. Stan, you know what the first thing he said to me? It's hot as Hades down here. And I said, oh, you thought I was lying about – We were there a few weeks ago. We about know. the creek, Sandy Creek. But anyway, they played Queens, which I, I think I put on our page. Um, and they were talking about that, that somehow they stole two of the players to get them back in it. But this is an athletic team. And I guess your your buddy is Ethan still there? Or did he graduate? No, he had graduated. Uh, no, he's, this is his last year, his senior year. So his senior so. year. We need, if if you like football and you remember Ethan Richardson from the football team at Greenwood, get out and support him too. Mm-hmm. Uh, rugby's a fun sport to watch. I just don't know a lot about it. Ah, that's me. I look like I play. About, that's about, about like that Australian rose football. I don't know a lot about it. It's about it the like, same. Yeah. It looks like it could be a very interesting <laughs> sport to get into. Maybe that's why I tell people I used to play rugby. So. Yeah. All right. <laughs> What's it? That your version of uh, football? Uh, just football with a – that ball is even funny <laughs> shape. You know, so. It's bigger and uh, a little more oblong. Yeah. Uh, matter of fact, rugby team, Friday, September 22nd, is yeah. their next game against Belmont Abbey. It'll be a 5 o'clock start, and it is at home. Yeah, so, so get out and see it. Come on out and see it. That should be fun. We may have to go. We might. Heck, maybe we'll do a pod- – well, it's a Friday night. We may not. No. Well, the 22nd, isn't that – we should be on. Uh, That's more. We out. should That's be our bye week. Bye so, week. Yep. We should. We should be. We should look into that. it because, like I said, that's something I'd like to do. And like I said, we don't get to. Our, we don't. Excuse me. We don't get to land there enough. So yep. we need to try to get over. Um, also, want to say uh, congratulations to uh, boys volleyball last week for Emerald or Greenwood High School. They had a. Uh, they beat Tail Hannah three to one. Um, they won the first and second set, twenty-five to eighteen. 
Uh, lost the third set 23-25 and won the fourth set 25-14 to to go along with that. A huge night for them. Um, and then girls golf, they beat Emerald last week 218-219 by one stroke. stroke. They ended up with a big win uh, with that. Of course, sophomore Maddie Jones, a big part of that reason. She shot a 50 or 46. Uh, Ella Brown had a 53. Eva Crago had a 59. Andrew, or excuse me, Aubrey Holland shot a 60. And Hannah Mitchell also competed for the Eagles in that one. Um, and that was at the links at Stony Point. Great place, great yeah. pro out there. I was going to say, I wonder why I'm paying Patrick Wilson for golf lessons. These girls should be teaching. <laughs> Those are great scores, man. I'm telling you, you're shooting in the 40s and you're in high school golf, man. Future's bright for you. A college will be looking. <laughs> and the other thing I want to make mention is um, cross country got underway this week. Uh, over at Emerald, the the, the uh, girls took first place overall. The guys took second place for the Greenwood Eagles um, to go along with that. But uh, Jenna, uh, who we had on here yeah. a yeah. while back, um, one of the eighth graders that's doing so well, she ended up uh, with a winning time of 23-10 there. Um, for Emerald, their leading runner or best runner was Shania Holloway, who ran 25-11. And then uh, just a mix of folks here and there. But uh, for Emerald, uh, they scored their second, ninth, tenth, eleventh, and twelfth runners. Uh, Greenwood scored their first, third, fourth, fifth, and sixth runners um, in order to come up with their winning times to go along with it. So, all sports are back, man. Yep. Yeah, lots of fun. All right, do we cover everything? We get everybody. We got it, man. I think so. <laughs> I even gave some money away today. Oh, Marcia, here we go. Glad that you were able to join us. Make sure to come on by. CB Rad, he's got the best beer and coldest beer in town, so you want to make sure to check that out uh, during his happy hour. And then also make sure to join us uh, coming up on Thursday. We're here at 2.30 to the live show. You can come on in and grab a delicious sandwich to go along with it, see the great staff. Uh, Twice-baked potato with the rim ice steak sandwich is a special on Thursday, so... Um, you know, get get involved with that. Uh, I actually ate one on the other morning because Clyde hit us up with that. So it's really good in the morning also. But, <laughs> yeah, we got some big games in college and high school coming up, so come on out and see us. Should be fun. He's Chris Cox. I'm Tom Carroll. And for the coach, Dan Spivey, we will see you on Thursday. This has been the Lakeland Sports Guys from Howard's on Maine. <laughs>